the vibes? We're back for another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. As always, BJ, what am I going to tell them to do? What am I going to tell them to do right now? Get buckets. No, that's for the end of the show. <laughs> the start of the show, you click the link in the description and you pre-order your copy of NBA 2K23. Come on, BJ. It's not like we've not done this one. I get my mind on buckets and I got my buckets on my mind. This is episode 142. <laughs> and then that doesn't even factor in all the previous ones we've done and all the other shows. Okay, we've done this hundreds of times. Click the link in the description to get your copy of NBA 2K23 pre-ordered. And today... We're going to break down another one of the NBA teams offseason, who they got, who they lost, who they retained, whether they're going to be better, whether they're going to be worse, whether they're going to stand still. Today's an interesting one. Today's a very interesting one, BJ. Yesterday, we spoke about the Brooklyn okay. Nets and Kevin Durant, and you know, you're a big fan of okay. Kevin Durant going to Phoenix, and today we're talking about okay. the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Now, I put a poll out on Twitter for the fans, and I said to the fans, did the Phoenix Suns peak last season? Or will they be serious contenders this time around? I want you to take a guess at the result of this poll. There are two options. They're finished, chokers, or they'll be back big time. Can you guess which option was more popular? Let me guess, Mo. Mm. By the way, you phrased it. They're finished. Yes. And guess how many people... How did I know that, Mo? How did I know that? How many people percentage-wise... Selected 85%. 85%. 76.9% of voters said that the Phoenix Suns are finished. Hashtag chokers. But I want to ask you the same question, B. Because they left the playoffs in horrendous fashion. That game seven, arguably the worst game seven performance we've ever seen in our existence on earth. Against the Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) Am I lying? Have you seen a worse oh, performance in the game so seven? Tr- yeah, you're so. Tr- I haven't seen all the game seven, so I can't. I can't answer. Out of all that. of the ones you've seen, have you ever seen a worse performance in the game seven? A loss is a loss. You okay. don't get. You okay. don't get. Okay. You don't get. You don't get special points. The, for o- a one the point only one. The only one that comes a, a, close a, is when the Houston Rockets beat the Clippers in that game seven with Corey Brewer and Josh Smith leading the charge. So anyway, the worst game seven we've ever seen, Phoenix Suns kind of okay. disappeared for a little bit into the abyss of, of the rest of the playoffs. And then the offseason came around. Big questions with DeAndre Ayton, et cetera, et cetera. As always, BJ, I'm going to give you a rundown of who they've lost, who they've kept, who they've got. They lost Aaron mm-hmm. Holiday to the Atlanta Hawks. They lost JaVale McGee to the Dallas Mavericks. Alfred Payton is currently a free agent. They gained Damian Lee from the Warriors, Josh Okogie from the Timberwolves. Dwayne Washington Jr. from the Pacers and Jock Landale from the Spurs. And they re-signed the one, the only, Bismarck Piombo. They okay. gave a contract extension to Devin Booker and they retained the services of one DeAndre Ayton. So they've not made okay. any big upgrades to their roster so far this season. But a lot of people, given that they were the runaway one seed and looked absolutely incredible for most of last season, with the exception of four games against the Dallas Mavericks, also, they struggled to beat the Pelicans, which I forgot to mention. But a lot of people are kind of disrespecting them just a little bit. What do you think about the Phoenix Suns? If I'm going to ask you the question, are they going to be serious contenders this season? What are your thoughts? I think they are contenders this season based on the talent that they have returning. Serious contenders. Based on serious contenders. Okay. They have, they have size. They have depth. They have experience. And you know what? Last year, like every team that goes to the playoffs, you know, you'll run into a player or a team that's hot 
And make no doubt about it, Luka Doncic in that series, no matter what the regular season said, Luka Doncic was the best player on the floor in that series. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And, and, and anytime you have a player like Luka Doncic, you have a player like Giannis, when you have the best player on the floor, anything can happen. Okay. You ask the Celtics. The Celtics won that game seven. Okay. The Celtics won game seven. Which one? Against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. But that could have gone either way. Yeah, because they had the best player on the floor in Grant Williams. So it could have gone either way. And it was, I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. And when you get <laughs> when you get contributions from unlikely places, oh, that we pushes knew it was you over the top. But we didn't see Grant Williams give that type of effort throughout the rest of the playoffs. But that's another conversation. He didn't need to. But it, he got them there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He needed to. Okay. But however, however, hey, seven games against Giannis will take his toll on anyone. No question about it. Luca was the best player on the floor by far. And when you have the best player, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And Luca's that type of player. Make no doubt about it. So I don't think there's anything for them to hang their head heads down about. Great players are going to be great if you allow them the opportunity to do it. And you give him seven games. He's going to have one of those games. You just hope it's not in game seven. It was, have, it, that, could, that effort could have been in game one. But it wasn't but just Luka, Luka Doncic. The, the other guys were open because of the, the, the attention they were giving to Luka Doncic. Yeah, but also Phoenix that's like, couldn't score that's the like basketball. playing with a great player and you have 30 and you're like, oh, man, I gave him 30. No, you were open for a reason. Okay, but, but on the other side. The other guys are open for a reason. On the other side, Luka, Phoenix couldn't score. Regardless of how good Luka is on the offense, man. It's hard to score when you're taking the ball out of the baskets all the time. That's hard to do. Okay. That's well, hard to do. When the other team has like 70 points at half, it's mm-hmm. hard for you to get some rhythm when you're constantly taking the ball out of the net. Okay. So that was last season. Looking forward to this season. Now, I personally I think, think they're going to have a good season. Yeah. I, I think personally think season. Devin Booker is going to come back with a vengeance. This is like, BJ, this is like you you like Star Wars, right? So I might get this reference completely wrong because it's oh, been many wow. years since Be I watched Star Wars. Be careful. Be careful. You see, when Anakin Skywalker starts to go to the dark side and you see that look that he gets in his eyes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where he starts to become a little bit evil because he's a good Jedi kid, and then he starts to become the dark side. He gets a little bit evil. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm listening. That's what I think we've seen happen to Devin Booker now. He's going to go into that. He's going to the dark side. He's going to the dark side. He's going to that dark, dark side. He's going to that place where only. Is that good or bad? Special players. Dark meaning bad or dark meaning good. 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 Good for him. Bad for the rest of the league. I think that that loss, or I like to think that loss is going to make him get even better than he was before. Because Chris Paul is another year older. He's going to be contributing less throughout the course of the regular season. And, um, DeAndre Ian, whatever's going on with him and the coaching staff and their reported unhappiness, they're going to have to figure that out. So it's going to be on Devin Booker to really be the leader of this team and lead by example. And the example is be great at scoring the basketball, not just on offense, but you now have to step up on defense too because you guys were all laughing about Luka Doncic and then he stepped up. Now it's your turn to do the same thing because we saw this guy 
getting kind of bullied in that series a little bit. Remember that play where Jalen Brunson sent him flying across the floor? Come on, man. How, you're bigger than Jalen Brunson. How are you letting him do that to you? Come on. Well, Come it on. happens to everyone. Okay, okay. And Jalen Brunson is a strong little guy. Okay. I'm just saying the facts of what happened, you know, with all due respect. So with Chris Paul being a little bit older, DeAndre and don't know whether he's going to demand a trade as soon as January 15th rolls around or whatever. It's going to be on Devin Booker to step up and lead this team. And I think we're going to see him have his name in the MVP conversations. I think they can get a really high seed in the regular season. He was in the MVP conversations last year. Uh, He was first team all NBA. Yeah. But actually in the MVP conversation. (laughs) Let's be honest. Okay. The MVP conversation last year was Giannis, Jokic and Embiid. And the US media is like, we need an American. We can't have all these non-Americans winning MVP all the time. Devin Booker, the year before, Chris Paul. Chris Paul had no damn shot being MVP the year before. Get out of here with that. Yeah. They had these Europeans and African guys going to win the MVP. And the US media said, no, we need US. God bless America. We need an American player in here. Devin Booker, you are this year's candidate because LeBron ain't going to make the playoffs. So we can't put LeBron in. Devin Booker, you're the number one seed. You can be in this year. He wasn't really. Let's be honest. Not top three. You're not in the conversation. Okay? Anyway. I had to get that off my chest. Okay, anyway. This season, the Phoenix Suns have a great coaching staff. Monty Williams, amazing basketball coach. A great system in which they run. We saw last season, anytime anyone got injured, someone would be plugged into that lineup and they continue to roll. So I think they're going to be a great regular season team. But how far do you think they're going to go in the playoffs? Well, I think they have a chance to return back to the NBA Finals, Ooh. as is. Ooh. Warriors, you know, Clippers, it's going to, like, 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 like every team, it's going to require talent, which they have, depth, which they have, experience, which they have, and a little luck. Now, if all of those things line up for them, like there are a lot of teams who can say that. You know, the Clippers, they can say that. They need a little luck. What luck they need, they have all the ingredients. But if they're healthy, Mo, if they're healthy, it's going to be a tough out for someone. The Warriors, they have to feel good about themselves. But they, they're going to need a little luck. You know, you let the media tell it, the Lakers. <laughs> mm, we're not doing that. We're not you let doing them tell no, it. we're not doing that. Oh, yeah. you let them tell it, the, the Lakers. Laker Nation is, is out. They're out and about right now, okay? Then you have Denver. Yes. Okay, Denver is returning, you know, Jamal Murray and, and company. Those guys are coming back. So there are a lot of teams that have depth, experience, talent. And you're going to need a little luck. I think Phoenix is right there. I don't, I don't see Phoenix, you know, winning less than 50 games this year. And if they get the right seating, right luck, ball bounces here, ball bounces there, I think they're right where they want to be. So are they the heavily favorite like they were a year ago? I don't think so. And I think a lot of that stems from the fact that the rest of the league has gotten better. I mean, when you look at the Clippers roster, when you look at their roster, you're going, that's going to be tough. You know, if Kawhi and John Wall and Paul George and all those guys are, are healthy, I mean, that's a nice group over there. Well, you know, speaking of healthy, they're getting Darius Harris back to the lineup as well in Phoenix. Um, but I want to I want to pull up some, some receipts. February the okay. 3rd, 2022. Actually, February the 1st, 
They published on February 3rd. We were on a Sky Sports show talking about the Phoenix Suns. And I said, mm-hmm. and this is why I was talking about Devin Booker unlocking a new level. I said, for the Phoenix Suns to win a championship, Devin Booker taking the next step will be pivotal for their title chances. Because if we look at all the recent championships, one thing that every team has in common is a top five player on the team. And this is why they lost to the Dallas Mavericks. Because Luka Doncic is quite clearly a top five player. And Devin Booker wasn't. So Luka Doncic is a, is a top three player. He's okay. a top two or three player. Okay. But this is what I'm saying. There's a difference between top five and top two. To win, three. to win in the playoffs, you can't just have a really good system and really nice, you know, role players. And there's there's a reason why Mike Boonholzer's teams didn't win until Giannis became the Giannis that we see as the the best player in the league. You have to have one of the best players: LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon. You have to have one of those players. The only exception being the Detroit Pistons, who had five great defenders and they could have had five all-stars last year but well, there's that's been what a I'm lot saying. of teams there's been a lot not a lot but there have been a few teams that have done that can you give me some examples okay the bad boy pistons do they have a top five player depends on how you look at isaiah thomas i guess that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying but was it clear cut there was a top five player no the seattle seattle supersonics when they won a championship with jack sigma Gus Johnson, was there a clear cut? Okay, let's say from player? 1990 onwards, because they won in 76. <laughs> they won in 76. Yeah, I'm just okay? saying. They is won there, in 76. Clear- let's talk about the modern era of the NBA. Since 1990, okay. since the year 1990, can you tell me a championship team that hasn't had a clearly, clearly top, even when the Dallas Mavericks won it in 2011, Dernavis, might not have been one of the best players in the league, but for that playoff run, he was, and he played like one. Yeah, so... A lot of it has to do with matchups. A lot of that has to do. It's not like he's playing against every team in the playoffs. A lot of times, Mo, it's all this league is about matchups. This league, that's what this league is about. This league is about matchups. It doesn't matter about matchups. You've got to show up. When we look at, let's look at game six of the finals, right? Devin Booker, eight from 22, zero from seven from behind the arc. Minus 15, six turnovers. You've got to show up when it counts. And to do that, you have to be top five, top 10 players. That's what separates the great players from the really good players. That the, the, is the separating the, factor. Listen, no matter top five, top two, top three, Giannis is the best player on the court every time he walks out on the court. That's yes. how it is. That's okay. how it is. So I don't care what someone does. The fact that he was able to get up 22 shots. All right. I respect that. Okay, but then... What do you make, seven or eight? Giannis yeah. is the best player on the okay, court. Okay, okay. But if you're a top player, you have to be able to match that. Look at game no, no, six in Milwaukee. Player, Jason Tatum came out and dropped player. 46 points against Giannis' Bucks, and they won that game okay. to stay alive in the playoffs. That's okay. what a top player does. Well, we're talking about one game. In order to beat Giannis or to beat a top player, you're going to meet multiple efforts. I'm talking about career high efforts, which the self give the Celtics team credit. Every anybody can have a good game. Okay, Jason Tatum had that game, but if they didn't have Al Al Horford play, we watched Al Horford play. I'm going to say this now: Al Horford played the game of his life. Yes, in that series, Grant Williams game of his life. Okay, in Game Seven in that series. Okay, Jason Tatum. 
It takes that type of effort to beat one guy. And they still almost won that series. But they That's didn't. how good he is. That's how good he is. Uh, that's how good he is. But Jason Tatum okay. played that game like one of the okay. top players in the league. And he but went head one to head game and is came not going to win a series. They got multiple efforts okay. from multiple people during the course of that series. We're comparing two game sixes against Milwaukee. Both of so which what we're comparing, needed what to we're stay alive. Is, if they if lost that, the playoff, they would have been eliminated. No, you're comparing a game. We can take any game. If you just want to compare a game. I'm comparing the games that count. Game. I'm talking about the, the elimination game. All the games count. Well, no, because game the, one when you, clearly counts when we, the elimination when, when, game. When, when we were in the finals this year, every game counts. Game, game one, one is just counted a lot less game than game seven. six. No, no, they all count. Game one they counts count. less than game six. Okay, fine. If you want to believe that, I can't tell you. As a person who's played in, okay, is there more pressure on you in, in a game six or seven? Game, than there is game one, one is just as if I win game one, my chances of winning game six have just increased. Okay, if you is, lose game one, is there more pressure on you going into game no, one or going not into more game pressure. six or seven? No, no, there's not. Every possession. That's why the playoffs matter. Every possession counts. You may think there's more pressure. That's you psyching yourself out. Every possession counts. Every game counts. Game seven is no different than game one. I'm trying to win every time I get out there because injuries happen. Bad games happen. Poor shooting performances happen. Turnovers happen. Turnovers happen. Things happen in the course of a game, in the course of a series. So... If you believe that game six is more important than game one, that's fair. Just let me win game one then. Okay. And I'll but, take but my chance. I'll, I'll tell you what, Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns won game one and game two. Okay, that's fine. But in the playoff series, in a playoff series, you just, the, the series doesn't start till the other team wins on the other team's home court. How many times you've heard me say that? Or are we just going to yeah. disregard that? This yeah. isn't like a new okay. argument. Okay, so so the games after someone's won on the other team's home court, they, do they weigh more then? Because the series has actually begun. No, the, the series, beca- because now you have an opportunity to gain an advantage. Okay, but but if the series hasn't begun. You're looking begun, for every advantage. If I if, can win a quarter, if I can win, if I win one quarter, that means I can win a second quarter. If okay. I, win, I can win. Okay. But if you, the series it, it, doesn't begin until someone wins on the road, no, that no, no. means the by definition, be- the games before another team wins on the road are not as important as the one. No, no, no it's your by definition. Mo- by most you contradicted no, no, it. Okay, I can, <laughs> I can, I can say mine, and you I can say you. yours beautifully. I'll let Mo speak his definition, and, and I won't put words in Mo's mouth. I'll let Mo drink his water. I'm just, and, okay, I'm just now, repeating what you've said to me. No, no, no. Not, I haven't said anything. So how are you going to repeat something? I haven't said anything. You have said that. It's, it's recorded. It's on tape. You've been talking. <laughs> you know, this is, this is Mo trying to wiggle out. You know, this is the wiggle. I'm not wiggling nowhere. This is, this is, <laughs> this is called this is the, the, the policy out. and okay. the logic. Go ahead. Go, you go ahead. No, I'm not. I, we can move on. Let's, <laughs> we, can, we can move on. We can move on. New listeners to this show must be so confused, but BJ is contradicting himself, and I like to, what he calls, troll him. Anyway, the point being, if the Phoenix Suns want to win a championship, in my humble opinion, 
Devin Booker needs to play like a top five player in the league when it comes to playoff time, which he has failed to do so far in his career. Do you agree on that statement? No, I don't agree with that. Why not? Because this team has not depended on the depth for Devin. This team is not built around the fact that they play a system of play mm-hmm. in which they force feed Devin Booker and Devin Booker has to carry the team for long stretches. Is he capable of doing that? Yes, he is. Is he capable of playing at an elite level, especially on the offensive end? Yes, he can. Was this team built around that in mind? I don't think so. I think this team was built with a concept of playing as a group, playing as a team, and playing a team brand of basketball. I think they they share the ball, which they do a great job. Chris Paul initiates the offense. Devin Booker does a phenomenal job of spacing and scoring when he has to. They got a nice flow with their bigs. Last year, DeAndre uh, Ayton, JaVale McGee, Bismack Biombo. they would move the ball around, Cam Johnson and, and, and Bridges and all those guys. So I thought they had a nice blended brand of basketball with Devin Booker being, to me, their number one option. And- but did I think, did I see them play where they were going to get a steady diet of feeding him and allowing him to draw a double team. No, that's not how this team was built. They're built around a team basketball, having a nice blend of inside, outside transition, doing the things, looking, looking for advantages on the court, which they could explore because they had five guys on the floor at all times. They could score. And do you think that's enough to win an NBA championship? Yeah, I, I do. Playing I, the I, think, same style. I think in today's, I think there, well, Here's a style. They have a vers- very versatile style. They can they can shoot from the outside. They have bigs. They can play the vertical game. They can get up and transition. They can slow it down. They have nice size athletes that can play. They they can execute an offense and they have court. I think they have a nice blended style of play. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't have a traditional player that they throw the ball to a la Giannis, a la Jokic, a la Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, where they just throw the ball and they're going to play through him. They can play in a a variety of ways, which to me allows you to have a more versatile style. That's me, though. I like that way of playing. Now, it it is, I think it's very comforting to know that if things aren't working as your team, you can just throw the ball to one guy. That's a a comfort blanket. I like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? Hey, okay, Giannis, bell us out a little bit. We're not playing well in the third quarter. The offense isn't working. And then Giannis can go on a tangent. And then we can get back to playing team basketball in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I like that too. I think that's necessary. But yes. overall, overall, I think, you know what? They they got a good chance. And, and, I, and I like the fact that they have a number of guys that can score 25 or 30 in the playoffs. Jay Crowder is capable. Bridges is capable of having a, a game. DeAndre Ayton showed it. Chris Paul showed it. Devin Booker showed it. You know, Cameron Payne has shown that he can have. Cameron Johnson has shown. So, I mean, I, I, like the, I like their team. Do you think we can see a breakout year for DeAndre Ayton in terms of taking a bigger role in the offense, putting up maybe, I don't know what he put up last year, but becoming a consistent scorer every night? You know, I, I would like to see DeAndre Ayton have a breakout year where he's a consistent 20-point scorer. I really do. I, I, I like this young man. I like his talent. 
I love what he brings. I mean, he's a very skilled big. He's a, mm-hmm. He's got a big body, great hands around the basket, right hand, left hand, nice touch from the perimeter. I think he has the ability to do it now, but you got to have the mental makeup to do it too. And that to me is what has to catch up. Now he's young, but it's now he's getting paid. So now I think there will be the pressure for him to do that. And because, you know, he'll have these games where he'll have a 25 and 15 game and then he'll follow that up with six and six. Yeah. You know, so I think I would like to I would like to see the consistency with him do the follow be a consistent 20 point score to really dominate the game, especially on the defensive end with his he doesn't have to block as many shots, but intimidate contest shots at the rim. And I think he could be an exceptional rebounder because of his athletic ability. I mean, he's quick off the floor. He can run. He's a very versatile big. So I would just like to see him consistently score 20 points a night for this team to take the next leap if they're going to get back to the NBA Finals. Most definitely. I think he's going to be a huge part of it because then if you get that two-man game going. I think he's the key. I mean, he's he to me, he is the key to this team. And if they're going to be successful, it's because of DeAndre Ayton's development and his consistency. You know, it's one word. If, 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 if you know, if I represented DeAndre Ayton, there's one word I would ask him to concentrate on professionalism. Mm-hmm. Whoever you are, do that every night. If you're going to be a 12 point scorer, then let's do that every night. But the thing I don't want to see is eight points, 27, four points. 32 Mm -hmm. like just give me 12 every night and then i can work around that (laughs) i can work around i want to see the professionalism come to his game this year and that means consistency absolutely uh he put up what 17 and 10 last year if he can get anywhere in that 20 to 25 range in terms of scoring the basketball double digit rebounds still protect the paint be a presence on defense also with him and his athleticism he's versatile enough to switch when they need to switch and be able right. to recover. So I think that is a big underrated factor in what's going to go on with the Phoenix Suns. And I think that they will have a very good regular season. And also, we can't discount the price of continuity. You know, we talk about the Clippers and Kawhi and Paul George coming back. We talk about the Nuggets and Murray and Mug Port Jr. coming back. But the Phoenix Suns, they're like a well-oiled machine, with the exception of that playoff run last year. They just keep rolling through the regular season. I think that they have the ability so maybe even finish with the one seed in the West. I, I agree with that. I agree. But you know what? Can they finish with the number one seed during the playoffs? That's when it counts. And that's what we have to find out. And that's why we play. So, but I like their team. I like what they've done. I think, you know, I think you and I can agree on, the. you know, a lot of this, I think all of it's going to depend on the growth of DeAndre Ayton. I hear that. Well, that's another episode. We're going to continue to break down more teams as the week progresses. That was the Phoenix Suns. Tomorrow, we're going to keep it in the Western Conference and talk about the young up-and-coming Memphis Grizzlies. So make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Might be trolling BJ a little bit more again tomorrow. We're going to have to wait and see for that one. But (laughs) Make sure you leave a review. Keep trying, my friend. You keep trying. (laughs) I got you again. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You tried to get me last week, I got you today. So anyway, you guys, appreciate you listening. And as BJ did not say at the start of the show, hit the link in the bio to pre-order NBA 2K22. So you've got your copy. But as BJ did say at the start of the show, what do we tell them? 
get buckets.